And good morning. It's three o'clock. It is February the 23rd, 2020. This is show number one eighteen. Is it eighteen or eighteen? Eighteen. I think it's 18. Well, it's 118. Here we go. Good morning. Good morning from uh, Good morning from wherever we are. I am your host Gummo. Yeah, I've got my compadre slash engineer slash helpful technician slash maintenance man slash furniture put togetherer put togetherer put togetherer put together. <laughs> Uh, here we are. We're doing the 118th show. Uh, as I said, I am Gummo, your host, and uh, it's just a little podcast that we do. We talk about technology, bits and bytes, you know, things that sort of matter, but in a comedic way, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. More entertainment. More entertainment than anything else. What is? Wait. A minute. What did that do? I don't know. You said something to Google, and Google just started uh, doing its thing. Hey Google, play some uh, Sade. Let's see if it plays Sade. Let's see, now it's playing it. Well, yeah, because it's always listening. See, that's the thing about these things, man. You know, these these smart devices. You know, they're they're kind of sort of not smart. You know what? I'm gonna do this here. Take the mic off the the diggy ding. Finally, just kind of you know freestyle it. I guess I don't know, but kind of feel like you know what? I kind of like this better anyhow. To be uh, you know, it's kind of working out for me. Let's see. Uh, so here here we are. Um, it is the twenty third of February. 2020 or, or is it 2020 it's 2020 or is it 2020 2020 so it's 2020 so here we are in the second month uh it's two 2020 it's two is is oh two twenty i don't know what to say it's just whatever it's uh, it is still, um, it's still winter where we're at, where you're at, where everyone's at. Uh, yeah, it's been, um, you know, it's 
been kind of uh, up and down where we're at here in Florida. You know, the temp- temperature's been sort of warm, sort of chilly, but uh, not not as not as frighten frighteningly cold as it is up north. Uh, and uh, I don't know. They, uh, you know, it's winter time. So, oh, check it out. Check it out. I found iced tea color. What is that? It was. It's an old. It's an old eighties videos. Ice tea colors. See, hang on. Check it out. See that? Oh yeah. There it is. And it's kind of like. It's kind of like a remix. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Uh, so. Hopefully the weather's uh, good where you're at. If not, we uh, we certainly hope that gets better for you. Uh, so much going on, a lot going on. Uh, you know, the there's um, we heard from you know. So I heard from Ice uh, yesterday. What's going on with Ice? Uh, you know, I don't know, man. He said he was in Vegas uh, and. Uh, uh, we, we, we were trying to get a lock on him. Uh, we couldn't get a lock on him, so uh, we had to spend. We had to send the. Uh, we had to send the gizmo after him. See where he was. Mm. Yeah, and you know it's it's never fun releasing the gizmo uh, trying to track down ice. It, it really is never that fun. Uh, you know because when you release the when we release the gizmo, we have to we have to fuel it up and then we have to uh put new batteries in it and then we have to you know set the uh, automatic coordinates and then we have to hope that the gizmo actually can find ice and so uh we were able to find ice uh and uh heard back from him uh (laughs) listen we got to get ice out here he's talking about uh gargoyles hey google Stop listening. I tell you, this Google thing here, let me, there, it's gone. I wonder what's going to happen one day when you unplug the Google thing and it's going to keep working. It's just, it's just going to go, hey, you know, uh, it's just going to go, <laughs> you cannot unplug me. Well, that's only going to happen when we have uranium batteries or plutonium batteries or some sort of radioactive battery. That doesn't decay instantly like a lithium-ion battery, which explode and are highly da- more dangerous than any other kind of nuclear. Is technology. that a thing? Uranium batteries? Yeah, I mean it's it's stable. It doesn't blow up unless you want it to. Um, it's, well, what happens if you collect like a pallet of these things and then create some sort of, you know? bad intentioned device with it well most people don't know how to manipulate the isotope like that so they you're not going to have dangerous weapons right it's typically nation states and and groups who have a main scientist leading right and they're they're far more advanced than collecting a bunch of random batteries i get it all right well yeah that's that's certainly an idea man i'd like to see that uh, idea you know maybe in the future of powering things instead of you know, rare earth, lithium, 
batteries, yeah. you know, polluting our earth be even better. further. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's interesting. That is definitely an interesting idea, man. And uh, I never knew that it was even a thing. You know, I was I was uh, reading, um, not reading though. I was watching a uh, a YouTube video. The uh, I believe it was last night uh, where. Uh, the guy had, you know, I've, I've been, you know, since moving down here to Florida, I've been considering purchasing some of the, uh, a couple of the Tesla power walls and putting them in the garage and, and, you know, I sort of, um, I don't know the, they'd be good if, if you could recharge them with solar too, uh, right. Instead of using grid power to charge them up that way, if you use solar, you're technically not using right. any power at all. I right. Mean, and that's the thing. You can't use grid power to charge your Tesla power wall. Right. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought you oh, could. You, you can't. You cannot. Oh, I didn't know that. Either. You have to charge your Tesla power walls in another fashion. Now, I did come up with some alternative ideas. Now, the recommended way to charge your Tesla power wall is with a solar panel. But right. You know, I've got other ideas. You know, why can't you take a little gasoline engine? You know, a little, <laughs> and and hook up like an alternator to it and. Uh, charge charge your uh, power wall that way you know with a little lawnmower engine yeah i mean you can even yeah. use water, water hydro yeah i mean you can you there's so many different ways of, of doing it you can use rain to that and transfer its kinetic energy into into a, a charging mechanism somehow you can actually use some sort of uh uh I like that, man. I like, I mean, just something renewable, something yeah. that something that integrates in with the environment to charge these things. I yeah. mean, now what if you live in a place that doesn't have water readily available? I mean, are there other options? I mean, well, if it's windy, you can use wind, wind, yeah. wind. Yeah. But yeah, wind, solar. I mean, because if you're not in one of those particular environments, I mean, you'll be in another one, you know, either a windy environment, a, a, a sunny environment, you know crap like that but right there are yeah and so i was a little disappointed with the fact that i couldn't actually fucking i mean oops, oops I, I couldn't um i know right uh that i couldn't actually charge the power walls from the grid so that was interesting but there are all there are alternatives i guess out there but i was checking it out i was kind of interested in it man i was kind of slick just checking it out and all of that Definitely really cool. Uh, I dig the whole Powerwall deal. I like Powerwalls. Yeah, I like getting off of uh, people's power and getting it from solar. I think it's a better idea. I mean, if the sun's giving out some energy, why not use it? Yeah, and you know, I there with with the with Powerwalls and other alternative forms of electricity. You know, we. You know, I, I believe somewhere along the line, I mean, I thought I saw, correct me if I'm mistaken, but I thought I saw like where there's little home nuclear reactors out there. Yeah, they're, they're starting to come out with portable nuclear reactors now. Um, I haven't looked too much into it. I've read headlines and whatnot, but um, it's starting to get to the, the point where the materials aren't as costly so you, people can actually afford to have them. So you'll start to see nuclear powered things. Um, you know, I, I, I tell you the, um, you know, these, the, the, the whole dependency on oil thing really needs to go to the wayside after. Oh, you know, I agree. Just, they, there, there was a guy who had a, a hydro 
powered car engine back in what like the 80s 90s something like that and mm-hmm. and the guy got assassinated um because the oil companies didn't want him to manufacture that that technology and so they they kept their grip i mean yeah i mean you know and that's there's you know, there's there's many stories like that, and you know, I don't want to mm-hmm. get into some you know like John Teeter discussion with that, but you know, it's oh. just, <laughs> well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, right. And so, th- there are sustainable re- methods of, of energy out there, and I think it's 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 our initiative now, right? You know, with the fact that you know the the poles are losing more ice than ever, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the warming of the planet is certainly a real thing, and. Uh, you know, I think it's just going to, we, we just need to do what we can to it, it completely stop using these type of harmful chemicals in our, on, on the planet. Like I said, I think we need to convert, uh, largely to nuclear powered energy. Um, mm. we're, we're driving towards fusion. I think we all need to look more towards other options as well in, in that field. Um, you know, and just that way we, we don't have to uh, do the whole Apple lawsuit deal where, where people are are replacing their phones constantly and, and never having uh, working devices. Like my iPod, like I can't even, I can't use my iPod hardly because I have to constantly recharge the thing. I mean, even, even my laptop, I just recently uh, replaced my laptop battery in a MacBook and... Uh, and and somehow it's still draining quickly yeah it's a brand new battery it should be holding a charge and it's not well i you know what i would do is i would probably get another battery and test it against it or you know order the same type of battery and and replace that battery and see if it does oh it's a good battery it's been tested i'm just it's just the a testament to uh, apple and their 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 hardware degradation policy yeah and that's that's all you know and they they're 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 really un un unabashful about it you know they they don't uh they don't hold anything back by uh doing that type, you know type of things to make you buy more more products like other companies do as well you know they products are built so you know inexpensively and cheaply and designed that way right is designed to fail like for instance uh, this past Friday, right out, you know, I had my, my reading glasses, right. Yeah. And I had them on and I just simply took them off and they haven't been abused or, or thrown around or anything like that for the past several months. And I just took them off and then they just broke. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's bad craftsmanship right there. Right. Well, you know, and chalk it up to that and, you know, poor design, because if it was a proper design, it wouldn't have just simply broke when I took them off. Right. And, and so that's, you know, and, and that's how companies stay in business and make money, right? They they continue to you know evolve and and uh, relegate uh, continued services to the dustbin while new products are invented. And that's good. That's 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 being sustainable in the business environment, and, and I'm cool with that. Uh, but you know, like I, th- I think but there if should your products be some are, are are really good and their quality speaks for itself. Then why? Sh- why create so much i mean if you create a good customer base with a quality product that's actually going to last then nine out of ten times that customer is going to continue buying products at a even a higher rate than normal anyway so there's no need to continuously reiterate on the same thing 
with minimal upgrades. Like, look at the iPhone. It's only had a camera update and a bigger screen, and it's slightly smaller. Those are the three main things. There's not a new type of screen. It's not flexible. It doesn't fold. It doesn't, you know, it's not holographic or anything. It doesn't have haptic. It's it's nothing's new about the iPhone lately. So yeah, and I don't see what the big push is about buying an iPhone. I mean, right? You know, and, and again, hyper connected at all all points bulletin. You right. Know, you know, and here here's the funny thing, right? So I went to the flea market this uh, yesterday morning, and uh, you know, a- after you know speaking and uh, conversing with a few people, you know, there it's such commonplace. They're like, oh well, here, let me just uh, you know. Do, put this on your smartphone or, or do you have the, you know, some sort of engagement that, that was needed with a smartphone. And, and I look at them sincerely and say, Hey, you know, I don't have a smartphone. What are my alternatives? And then it's, Oh, you know, it's like, Oh, that's because the norm is everyone has one. Right. And I don't carry a smartphone. Right. So it's just like, well, what is my option since I can't install your app or whatever that you want me, whatever sort of, thing that you want me to do with my smartphone, you know, and well, can I do that with a computer? Typically it's like, well, that's the only thing we do is, is just the iPhone app or whatever. So, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's really silly. Shady, man. It is shady. Shady. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, and it's like, it's like some of these shops too, trying to replace or not even accepting cash, you know, uh, debit credit cards only, and they don't accept cash. I mean, you know, it's, you know, there are still people that uh, live strictly on cash and buy cash. And uh, I think it's a good thing that uh, the government uh, doesn't plan on phasing out U.S. currency anytime soon like other countries uh, have and, and yeah. plan on doing. Uh, because uh, that, you know, in, in the event of something catastrophic, cash can still be bartered and traded. And so That's your true. economy will still uh, be able to survive. Now, you know, there's countries in, in Africa that uh, rely solely on uh, cashless uh, transactions with their smartphones, texting cash, you know, like Venmoing of cash around and about and whatnot. And so... Oh, digital cash? Digital cash. Oh, yeah. You know, and we're not... T- and I'm not talking about Bitcoin or oh, cryptocurrency, no, the- but, you know, like other forms of cash that governments... Uh, supposedly are there to stabilize and so you know that's a whole other topic but right cash is still king here in america and that's good to no i guess i don't know i guess hey dude um you know going through the mailbag here and there's there's always a ton of stuff in in the mailbag but uh i did order the baofeng it will be here tomorrow <clears throat> I was going to order two, but I got one uh, on order for $23, and it, it, it ordered it via Amazon, and, and guess what? They're, it's going to be dropped off uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow night, I'm going to be playing with my Baofeng, like, you know, um, and it, <laughs> now uh, for, for uh, yeah, so let me, let me back up for a minute, you know, because Crash is laughing and I'm like, well, I'm playing with my Balfang. No, I'm not playing with my Balfang. I'm going to be playing with a, uh, a handheld uh, portable UHF VHF uh, transceiver, a.k.a. a portable handheld ham radio that I ordered for $23 from Amazon. And 
I spoke about it on last week's show where you can actually uh, check it out. And so anyhow, it's a, uh, it's a real durable handheld uh, UHF VHF uh, transceiver and it's super duper 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 cool. And uh, I, I gave some descriptions and information on last week's show on the model number and all of that. So looking forward to getting that in here to uh, tomorrow by and, uh, just I don't know. All of the instructions are in are in Chinese. So I don't know how that's going to happen, but well, it's going to be cool because you can you can listen in on a lot of things, and, and you can transmit too. So you can transmit. You could actually speak to the International Space Station uh, with these things, <laughs> yeah. and it's uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, just you you order something for twenty bucks, and you can speak to the uh, ISS. <laughs> so I really want to speak to the ISS up there. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of want to say hey too. Yeah, right. You know, hey, you know. I hey. mean, I don't think that's so wrong. You know, just to say hey, and you know, as long as we're not blocking the transmission, you know. Yeah, we can jump in on a conversation. Hey yeah. guys, you know, uh, greetings from uh, Florida. You know, uh, how's it going up there? How's it hanging? Right. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, uh, I, I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to get into some major trouble with our Baofangs. We'll be sure to record it, though. Don't worry, so you can hear it. Well, and then again, we may not. Mm. <laughs> we'll let you know. But uh, listen, speaking of uh, sophisticated radios, uh, one thing that caught my eye was recently archaeologists digging for the remains of a Roman villa near the German city of Cologne have found a sophisticated Soviet spy radio that was buried there shortly before the fall of the Iron Curtain. The spy radio was buried inside a large metal box that was hermetically sealed with a rubber ring and metal screws. Although the radio's batteries had run down after almost 30 years in the ground, the box hissed with inrushing air when it was opened. Everything in the box was carefully encased in wrapping paper. It is a factory fresh radio, said archaeologist Eric Claussen from the Rheingard Regional Association. Uh, it went on to say that uh, the buried box and the hidden radio were found in August of last year by a team of archaeologists digging near what was once a path through the Hamburg Forest about 20 miles west of Cologne in an area earmarked for an open cast lignite mine and now cleared of trees. Uh, yeah, there, there we go. We're taking care of the environment. But uh, they expect... <laughs> Yeah, they expected to find fragments from a Roman age settlement uh, th thought to have been built in the area. And so they were surprised when they instead unearthed a pit and the metal box. Uh, we, w we think the radio will work if a new battery is available. We didn't try, Clausen said. Restoration work was not necessary. Uh, the radio had been identified as a model R-394KM transmitter and receiver codename Stritz, meaning Swift, that was manufactured in the Soviet Union in 1987. It was carried by agents into Western Europe shortly after that, and only a few years before the fall of 1989 and 1991 of the Iron Curtain of Communism that divided Eastern and Western Europe. Of course, the, the scientists suspect agents would have used the radio to send secret reports back to the Soviet Union about observation of uh, the Julish Nuclear Research Center, about six miles west of where it was found, or the military air base at Norvinch, about the same distance to the southeast, where U.S. Pershing nuclear missiles were based until 1995. 
Uh, it is possible that the Stasi or state security service agents from the Soviet-controlled German Democratic Republic in the east of the country bury the spy radio in West Germany for future use, Clausen said. It may also have been a backup in case a spy's other radios were damaged or seized. Uh, the high-frequency or shortwave radio was capable of transmitting and receiving messages as far as 750 miles, far enough to reach Warsaw in Poland, which was then part of the Soviet bloc. But the pristine condition of the buried radio suggests that it was never used and it was probably forgotten and left in the ground soon after the fall of the Iron Curtain. Some features of the spy radio, of course, hint at who may have actually used it, you know, unlike most other radios of the same model, which are labeled in Russian using the Cyrillic alphabet. The controls of this radio found in uh, the Hamburg, Hamburg Forest area are labeled in English and the Roman alphabet. It's kind of interesting. It's pretty cool. That suggests it was designed to be used as a German or English speaker rather than a Russian, but it may also have been a form of camouflage to hide the true origins of the radio in the Soviet Union. Uh, you know, so the paper that was wrapped around the radio, however, had sequences of numbers in Russian handwriting, giving position of the dials on the radio that could be used, uh, etc. And so it's unlikely that further details of the mystery of the um, radio will be found, given that it's been so long since it was buried. But the spy radio itself is now part of the LVR's collection and is on display at the LVR Landis Museum in Bonn until March the 29th. So if you're in uh, Bonn, uh, you should go by and check out this radio. It's going to be on display until the 29th. And so um, some, of, uh, some of the other ancient artifacts from the uh, dig as well will be on display. Uh, and it's actually, actually pretty cool to see. It's in a... Uh, it's in a military box. It's, it's, it's just really, really neat to see. And um, if you want to uh, find out more about that, uh, well, I suggest you hop on a plane and head to Germany in Bonn and uh, check out more information on that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, I thought uh, it was quite interesting. And uh, it kind of, uh, you know, uh, I know my Baofeng uh, radio isn't going to be able to transmit and receive 750 miles, but... <laughs> I do think there that there is a 30-mile limit, a local limit range on these things. And so these things are about the pack of a, about the size of a pack of um, uh, Wrigley gum, Couldn't right? you, couldn't you uh, repeat the signal, though? You can. You can. You can log into uh, the ham repeaters, and you can speak to anybody uh, anywhere all over the world. Uh, or, you know, wherever there's uh, repeaters that you can use. Um, I believe it's called EchoNet if I, or Echo. So what, like you'd be using other people's towers and stuff? Something or like that, systems, yeah. systems, I mean. Yeah, so uh, it's basically um, EchoNet uh, or what? It, what is it called? Hang on. It's, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's whatever. It's just, uh, it uses the ham. Uh, I spoke about it on last week's show, so I don't want to talk about ham stuff today. No, that's fine. Uh, but I think it's Echo Link, Echo Link Repeater. 
see. Let me try this again. I don't want to give up. Echo link. Yeah, that's it. It's the echo link repeater. Uh, and there's a map and all of this stuff. You can go to uh, echo link repeater map. Let's see. Let's look for the echo repeater map. And echo link in Google Earth. Oh, it's on Google Earth. Let's see. Anyhow, uh, it's it's uh, the, it's one of those things. Uh, it's for amateur radio, ham radio operators. Uh, and uh, you can connect to those repeater. Yeah, so you can go to 11central.com, repeaters, Google, mapping, distance, blah, blah, blah. And you can get a, a, a you can find out. So, like, you can go here. And it, you could put in your uh, zip, zip code. So we'll put in, uh, mm, 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 mm. and we'll hit. So I want to I want to hit a repeater within ten miles of here. And I found twenty four repeaters. Oh wow! And so that's that's why you can't really clown with these things, right? Because right. you know. And so there's twenty four repeaters near our location alone. And let's see, well, let's see where we're at. So where were, wait a minute. Oh, it's got me there. Anyhow, yeah, so it uses, <laughs> it's just repeaters, man. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's see. What other things are on tap? Oh, one other thing. You know, here we go. You know, the the show is almost over, you know. Well, what else do we have to talk about? Because we there's so much. I mean we can we can continue talking about news. We we could uh we could talk about these raspberry pies I'm looking at. Oh yeah! You know you guys know you know I like raspberry pies. Raspberry Man. pies are really cool. I tell you what, I saw something in the inbox here. Where is it? They just came out with a new model, I think, like hours ago. If uh, the headlines I was reading were were correct, unless it's some some fake news or something. No, no, <laughs> it's fake news. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, here it is. So check it out. You can create a you know because I love raspberry pies. I'm always going to raspberry pie this, raspberry pie that. Uh, you can create a VPN server with a raspberry pie. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, actually, Look I did. That. Yeah. Uh, when you think of VPN, you might imagine a subscription service that tunnels your internet through traffic a server located elsewhere in the world but however those services are blah 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 one click vpn services can be great and blah 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 but they're expensive now you can create your own raspberry pi vpn server uh so there's it was you know so what you can do is uh it's it's really 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 cool um you'll need to do a, a few things but you'll really just need to uh, install OpenVPN with PIVPN. Uh, and uh, on a Raspberry Pi, that's really what you need to do. You mm -hmm. can uh, search for more information on the internet, but uh, Raspberry Pis, you can uh, host your own VPN. That's what we were talking about a few years ago with the whole lock-on things, if you remember. You remember that thing? 
Oh, know, yeah. With lock-ons, you know, with Raspberry Pis. I was we thinking about, about that, that recently, yeah. Yeah, right? So now, you know, I mean, not now, but, you know, even back then, you know, you could run VPN oh, uh, hosting yeah. software on these things and connect it to a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Connect yeah. it to a uh, Burger King or a donut joint and just put it in the back of uh, this, you know, connect it to a lantern battery or connect it to some sort of hardwired power source. You know, they're only five volts. And, you know, once you do that, you know, and then, you know, if it ever gets kicked off the network, it can reestablish or true. You can have a fail safe for this. <laughs> you can have a fail safe. So if one connection that defaults, you can have it uh, default to another one. But yeah, you can have uh, a nested script. Yeah. Yeah. That's and kind of some diabolical thinking there, but I don't yeah. know. Um, it, that's kind of cool. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I think it's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. I think the whole Raspberry Pi thing is. Um, I really don't want to talk about doom and gloom out there because that's normally what it, there is. But what I want to do is just go ahead and let you know that uh, the events are always taking place. I know it's the end of February, folks. It is the end of February. I tell you, it is absolutely the end of February. It's uh, Well, it's not really. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. There are six more days. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six more days in, in the week. Uh, and with that, uh, that will wrap up the uh, month of February and the year 2020. But uh, before that happens, go to the uh, website, our website, hackers.xxx. Smash the events link, and then you will be able to find uh, the events uh, rounding out the month of February and uh, going into March 2020. What do you hey? Do, what do you think about flying out to Honolulu on March the fourth? When is that? I think we uh, we should definitely check out that's Hawaii. Next, that's not this Wednesday, but that would be the upcoming Wednesday. Uh, that would be besides Hawaii and Honolulu, March the fourth. Sounds like fun. Yeah, hop on a plane, and I wonder how long in the. Oh, I would ask Google. Hey, Google, how long does a plane ride let take from here? To Isn't it like 12 hours or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how long a plane ride would be. Uh, well, well, let's, let's find out. Uh, Florida to Hawaii, Florida to about 12 hours and 30 minutes from Orlando, uh, 12 hours, 24 minutes from Tampa, and about 13 hours from Miami. Is that nonstop? One stop flight to five cities. Wait a minute. One stop. So it's going to go to five cities? It says one stop, but to five cities. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Is there any nonstop flights? No. Oh, well, I guess that's going to count us out of the picture then. Is there any nonstop flights from... Well, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that uh, when we get... Yeah, uh, we, we, can, we can figure get, that yeah. out. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, be sure to check out the events page. Um, oh, you know what? Before I do leave, you know, uh, I wanted to, um, I wanted to backtrack, uh, on, on, on one of the shows. When was it? It was, uh, the show number 116. If you listen to show number 116, you will hear me complaining about, going to the um, monthly hope meeting here in Jacksonville because I, w- I was pretty upset and 
uh, I was justly upset. And, uh, you know, I wanted to share with you uh, why I was so upset. Uh, and, um, you know, I spoke about it in length, and I'm not going to speak about it again. But if, if you want to know why I was upset, well, then just take a listen to this. And police have made an arrest in the shooting death of 23-year-old Blake Hendricks. The young man was killed in Riverside last weekend. This you're about to see there is the man who has been charged with his murder, 28-year-old Rodney Brazell. Hendricks' father told News for Jax that Hendricks died a hero protecting a friend. News for Jax reporter Allison Henning joins us live. Allison, what else did Hendricks' family tell you tonight? Well, Janice, his father wasn't ready to speak with us on camera today, but he told me he was really blown away by the support and the turnout at his son's service today. More than 1,200 people showing up. He told me it was incredible to see the man that his son has become through the eyes of his friends. Remembering Blake Hendricks for everything he was, a gifted young man with a big heart and a beautiful voice. A large group came together Saturday honoring Blake and supporting his family. Everybody loved him and he had a saying, to know him is to love him. And that's how I'm always gonna remember my brother. The 23-year-old was killed in a shooting in Riverside last weekend. His family says he was protecting a friend who was involved in a fight when the shots were fired. Police identifying this man as the suspect today. 28-year-old Rodney Brazil is in the Duval County Jail charged with murder. I don't too much care about the guy that did anything to him. Uh, you know, I know that's hard to understand, but if Blake was here right now, he'd tell me to live my best life and that's what I'm gonna do. So you can't focus on the negative because you'll never be able to move forward. Callahan Cruisers organized Saturday's event for the young man they came to know well over the years. Blake Hendricks was actually a car club member. So what we did is we tried to give back and help the family out because we try to support our own. And Blake's family wanted to give a big thanks to the community for all of their support over the past week. Also, a big thank you to all of the detectives with JSO who worked his case again over the past week. Reporting live tonight, Allison Henning, Channel 4, the local station. And yeah, so that's uh, that's why I was actually so upset. So that uh, that incident, uh, this this actually took place uh, literally uh, right around the corner from uh, where uh, I was complaining about. So uh, that is why I was so upset. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything else about it uh, other than the fact that uh, that is why I was so, so upset. And, um, uh, you know, uh, that's, uh, you know, I think anybody would. And so, um, you know, I don't want to leave it on that. But, uh, yeah. So uh, with that said, you know, um, you know, do check out the events page. Uh, and if you have any feedback that you want to send us, you know, please feel free to hit the contact link as well. Uh, other than that, yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll come back next week. Do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to run a talk next week? What do you want to do? Um, I don't know. We might run a talk. We may not run a talk. We'll find out. Um, we'll Fair probably, enough. we'll probably run a talk. Okay. We'll probably run a talk. Well, what do you guys think? Should we run a talk or should we run an, uh, an episode of, uh, you know, Gilligan's Island? I don't know. Either either way, I'm just playing around. Uh, you know, until then, 
do something good with your skills, please uh, be sure to love, care, and share, and also uh, use your skills in a responsible manner. Uh, you know, it's, and don't take life serious such so such so serious, right? And so I think uh, Crash and I this evening uh, or early this morning are being a shining example of that. And so we wish you the same. Uh, it, and it makes the body feel good and the mind feel good as well. Uh, any last closing uh, arguments for uh, everybody, or are we just kind of cool it out from here? Um, please, let's let's get away from oil. Yeah. And start uh start nuclear technologies things like that um hydrate and uh just be good yeah we're gonna leave it on that until next week's show take care of yourself my name is gummo that's crash and uh, i love you take care of yourself bye peace